Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome to the science of success. Introducing your host, Matt Bodner. Welcome back to the Science of Success. I'm your host, Matt Bodner. I'm an entrepreneur and investor in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm obsessed with the mindset of success and the psychology of performance. I've read hundreds of books, conducted countless hours of research and study, and I'm going to take you on a journey into the human mind and what makes peak performers tick, with a focus on always having our discussions rooted in psychological research and scientific fact, not opinion. I want to start out today by having you visualize something that you really want, something that's super important to you. I want you to take a second, pause the podcast if you need to, and really think about something that, a goal in your life, something that's super important. All right, good. You've had a second to do that, to pause and reflect on something that's really, really important to you, something you visualize this thing and really viscerally feel it. Now, I want to share two quotes with you. The first is from Jack Canfield, the author of Chicken Soup from the Soul. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. And the next one is from Tim Ferriss, the human guinea pig blogger. I'm a huge fan of Tim. If you haven't checked out some of his stuff, he's awesome. But he has a quote, a person's success in life can usually be measured by the number of uncomfortable conversations they're willing to have. So today we're going to talk a little bit about discomfort and how to deal with discomfort and how to cultivate discomfort in your life. And I wanted to start with the story of Josh Waitzkin. You may not know who Josh Waitzkin is, but he is an eight-time national chess champion and he's a two-time world champion Tai Chi push hands fighter. And he's one of the foremost Brazilian jiu-jitsu experts uh, in the United States. And Josh is a fascinating story. He was actually a child chess prodigy. He was the subject of the movie Searching for Bobby Fischer. 
And he had sort of a meteoric rise in the chess world starting at a very early age. And Josh's experience in chess taught him a number of things. He actually wrote an incredible book, which I highly recommend checking out, called The Art of Learning. That's all about, you know, all of the lessons about sort of performance psychology in his journey from a chess prodigy to then transitioning into martial arts and other things. But what's really fascinating about Josh's sort of success and his meteoric rise, even as a child chess prodigy, was that he actually had a total breakdown and ended up quitting chess for a number of years. And that was in many ways because he was psychologically frail. He was brittle. He hadn't cultivated mental toughness and mental resilience. He hadn't built and developed that really critical mental strength. And so I'm going to actually just give you an excerpt from Josh's book where he talks about cultivating mental resilience and how important that is to him. My whole life I have worked on this issue. Mental resilience is arguably the most critical trait of a world-class performer. It should be nurtured continuously. Left to my own devices, I am always looking for ways to become more and more psychologically impregnable. When uncomfortable, my instinct is not to avoid the discomfort but to become at peace with it. When injured, which happens frequently in the life of a martial artist, I try to avoid painkillers and to change the sensation of pain into a feeling that is not necessarily negative. My instinct is always to seek out challenges as opposed to avoiding them. This type of internal work takes place in the little moments of our lives. I mentioned how my style over the board was to create chessic mayhem and then to sort my way through the chaos more effectively than my opponents. This was a muscle I built up by training myself to be at peace with the unclear and tumultuous. And most of the training was in everyday life. And I think that's a really, really critical takeaway from that piece of text. Most of the training was in everyday life. In fact, there's all kinds of different ways that you can cultivate and embrace discomfort in your daily life. And it's it's an incredibly important skill to constantly, instead of sort of fleeing from uncomfortable situations to lean in and embrace and kind of face and really become at peace with things that make you uncomfortable. And cultivating discomfort is kind of like building muscle. It's one of the tools that you can use to develop mental resilience, to develop mental toughness, and to become psychologically impregnable. And the first step to cultivating discomfort is to is to be aware when you are uncomfortable, right? You have to be present to your discomfort. Most people, when they encounter something that's uncomfortable, they almost at a subconscious level, they sort of move away from it. They push away from it. They go in a different direction. They don't want to have to deal with whatever this thing that's really uncomfortable is. And so you have to be able to intercept that message. You have to be present enough to your own thinking and your own thought patterns to be able to say, hey, I just felt uncomfortable. I just felt discomfort. And then should I continue to act in this path of moving away from the discomfort? Or is this an opportunity potentially to lean into this discomfort, to really embrace it, or to force myself into a situation that I know is going to be really uncomfortable? And the way to cultivate that mental presence, there's a lot of different ways to do it. 
One of the most effective is with meditation, which is something we're not going to talk about today, but something that we can delve into and give you a really practical and simple and easy toolkit to use if you want to start meditating without having all of the sort of confusion about what is meditation and all this woo-woo stuff. There's really simple ways to get started that are rooted in science, but that's a discussion for a future podcast. So being really present to your discomfort is kind of the first key piece of cultivating it. The second step is once you're aware of this discomfort, you have to catch yourself and you have to push into it and you have to embrace it. And the reason that being present is so critical, as Josh said, it's not, you know, there's not these, I mean, there are sometimes watershed moments, but what really builds up the ability to embrace discomfort is having all of these little experiences in your life where you kind of catch yourself and say, "Mm, that's really uncomfortable. And instead of running away from it, you push into it head on and you really kind of accept it. And I'll tell you, I'll give you two specific uh, kind of tools or examples or ways that you can lean into discomfort. One of them, it's a really simple test. Um, It's from a guy named Noah Kagan. Some of you may be familiar with Noah. He's an entrepreneur, uh, internet marketing genius. Highly recommend checking out some of his stuff. But he has a test that's called the coffee test. And it's really simple And it sounds really easy. And I guarantee you, if you go try to do it, it is terrifying. And all you have to do is go into your local coffee shop or any coffee shop and whatever you order, ask them for 10% off. Don't give them a reason. Don't justify it. Just go in and say, "Uh, yeah, I'd like, you know, I'd like a large coffee. And oh, can I get 10% off on that? And and, And you're probably thinking right now, oh, that doesn't sound so hard. But as soon as you step up to the counter... It's a completely different sensation of fear and discomfort and, oh, I don't want to do it. And most of the time you'll back down and it takes two or three tries to really cultivate that. But that's a very micro example of a way to kind of simply and easily in your own life cultivate discomfort and kind of implement the ability to actively go out and seek things that are uncomfortable. The second way to do that is through a process called social skydiving. You may have heard of that term, but if you haven't, basically what social skydiving is, is just walking up to a conversation, specifically usually with a group of people that you don't know at all, and the more intimidating the conversation looks, the less it looks like you should barge in, the better it is, and you just barge into the conversation, not in a rude way at all, but in a way where you just kind of join the conversation and immediately insert yourself into it and start talking to people, engaging them, you know, introducing yourself, all this kind of stuff. And the key to social skydiving is that when you're entering into these situations, you don't know what you're going to say. You don't know what they're talking about. You just throw yourself into the situation where most people are sort of mortified of walking up into a circle of strangers that are all talking about something, busting into the circle and just injecting yourself into the conversation. And it's really hard to do it. But the more you do it, the more you sort of cultivate and build this muscle. And it's something you can do anytime. You could walk out right now and go social skydive on somebody's conversation and continue to build and cultivate that that muscle of being able to tolerate and kind of handle and, you know, and ultimately become sort of immune or, uh, or resilient to uncomfortable situations. So those are two very practical ways that you can cultivate discomfort. And I challenge you to implement or try at least one of those within the next week. And I bet you're probably not going to do it, but I think you really, really should. And it sounds really easy, but when you actually go to do it, it's going to be really hard. But pushing into and really leaning into that discomfort, 
you will start to cultivate an immunity to it to where you can social skydive in all kinds of situations. And it actually like I'm an introvert. And so it's something that's was sort of terrifying to me to do it for the first time. But having done it many times, I can tell you now that it's almost a fun activity. It's almost enjoyable. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring the right person takes time. Time that you often don't have. But you shouldn't let a time crunch get in the way of finding the right candidates for your business. That's why LinkedIn is the best place to post your job. In fact, I was on LinkedIn Jobs this morning looking for candidates to fill a key role in one of my businesses. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with hard and soft skills you're looking for so that you can hire the right person quickly. You can look for things like collaboration, creativity, and adaptability, looking beyond just work skills and resumes to connect you with the candidates who are a perfect match for your business. That's how LinkedIn makes sure that your job post gets in front of the people you actually want to hire because they have a much better ability to get a deep insight into exactly who is the right candidate for you and your business. Find the right person meant for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and the first $50 is on them. Just visit linkedin.com slash success. Again, that's linkedin.com slash success to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. And that's kind of a segue into the next piece of understanding discomfort that I think is a, is a critical thing to understand. And this is the idea of what I call the sphere of discomfort. And this goes back to Jack Canfield's quote about everything you want is on the other side of fear. So everybody sort of lives in a comfort zone, right? It's sort of a bubble that surrounds you and it's everything you are comfortable with, everything you're comfortable doing, everything you're comfortable talking about, all of these things. And whenever, and this is usually a subconscious process, which is why sort of being present to it and aware of it is so important. But whenever you bump up against sort of the walls of your comfort zone, you subconsciously and kind of intuitively turn away, you turn back, right? You flee from that discomfort. 
And so what happens is most people live their lives in sort of this little bubble where anything that's uncomfortable to them, they never do it, right? They never want to do it. And a really simple way to think about that would be like somebody who's afraid of flying, right? And everybody knows somebody probably. Think about all the things they're kind of limiting out of their experience in their life by being afraid to get on an airplane. If they were to become comfortable with that, push into that discomfort, they're literally opening up the world for themselves to experience. And so what happens is similar to sort of social skydiving or the coffee test, every time you get to the edge of your comfort zone, if you just push into that discomfort, if you just kind of step into it and really go head first, the first time you do something that's really uncomfortable, it's scary, right? The second or third time, it's still nerve wracking, but you know that you've done it once before and it gets a little bit easier. The hundredth time that you do something, it's almost, you know, it's starting to get fun and easy and it's almost enjoyable because you've done it so many times. The thousandth time that you do something, it's boring, right? You know, there's people who fly every week for work and to them flying is, it's nothing. It's not scary at all. So you see this pattern again and again and again with all kinds of experiences in people's lives. But so many people, once you sort of build that muscle, right? Whether it's flying or social skydiving or selling or whatever it might be, whatever, once you build that muscle, things that once seemed scary and uncomfortable now become at first sort of less scary, less scary, you get good at it. And then it almost becomes boring ultimately. And what happens is that bubble around you, that comfort zone grows and expands. And once that comfort zone has kind of bubbled up and expanded and you've broadened your comfort zone beyond what you ever thought was possible at the frontiers of your new sphere of discomfort, you now have all of these other things that seem uncomfortable But these are the kind of things that you never could have seen or perceived in the world where you were sort of limited by your original fears, your original things that made you uncomfortable. And it's kind of an iterative process because now you have all these new frontiers you can explore. You have an even broader array of things that you can do, right? And that goes back to the the Tim Ferriss quote that we opened up this, this podcast with. A person's success in life can usually be determined by the number of uncomfortable conversations they're willing to have, right? And the more you have those uncomfortable conversations, the sales pitches, the tough business negotiations, whatever it might be, the better you get and the broader that sort of sphere of comfort expands to. And to tell a story within my own life even about this podcast, this podcast started out as a PowerPoint presentation that I had made for one particular friend who who wanted me to share some of these ideas with him. He knew that I loved psychology and performance and all this stuff. And he said, Hey, Matt, can you just take some of this stuff and share it with my corporate team? And, you know, I was a little bit hesitant because some of this stuff is kind of out there and, you know, are they going to think I'm a weirdo or whatever, but I pushed through the discomfort and I made the PowerPoint and I shared it with them and I had a great time. And then about six months elapsed and I didn't tell a soul, show a soul anything about this PowerPoint. And eventually one day I was talking to someone and they were like, you really have to share that. Like, he was like, do you think that these ideas are, are really important? And I was absolutely, he was like, you have to share these with the people that you work with. You have to share these with your team and your employees and the key people in your business. And I was like, huh, absolutely not. 
they're going to think I'm a weirdo. I'm going to sit down and talk to them about, you know, their subconscious and sphere of discomfort and all of these things. And they're going to say, man, I thought he was kind of out there, but now I know he's out there. Right. But eventually I overcame that sort of uncomfortable emotion and cultivated, you know, a series of, of one-on-one really, really enriching conversations with all of my key team members. And, and it really took our, our relationships to a level that I never thought was possible. And we can now have a conversation about things that I couldn't even imagine before looking back to having, you know, been terrified of sharing this with a soul, let alone all these other people. Fast forward another six or eight months. And I started to say, this is something I need to share with people who I value and people who I think would really enjoy some of the lessons in this presentation. Eventually I stumbled across sharing this with a friend of mine and that led ultimately to this podcast to where I'm now sharing this with everybody who's listening, which is amazing to me that it's a very sort of small example, but it's also a very concrete example of leaning into that discomfort. Something that I was terrified of sharing with even one or two people has now kind of morphed into something that I'm thrilled to be sharing with an audience of people and really helping them to understand all of these concepts that I think are so critical and so important. Thank you so much for listening to The Science of Success. We created the show to help you, our listeners, master evidence-based growth. I love hearing from listeners. If you want to reach out, share your story, or just say hi, shoot me an email. My email is matt at successpodcast.com. That's M-A-T-T at successpodcast.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I read and respond to every single listener email. I'm going to give you three reasons why you should sign up for our email list today by going to successpodcast.com, signing up right on the homepage. There's some incredible stuff that's only available to those on the email list, so be sure to sign up, including an exclusive curated weekly email from us called Mindset Monday, which is short, simple, filled with articles, stories, things that we found interesting and fascinating in the world of evidence-based growth in the last week. Next, you're getting an exclusive chance to shape the show, including voting on guests, submitting your own personal questions that we'll ask guests on air, and much more. Lastly, you're going to get a free guide we created based on listener demand, our most popular guide, which is called How to Organize and Remember Everything. You can get it completely for free, along with another surprise bonus guide by signing up and joining the email list today. Again, you can do that at successpodcast.com, sign up right at the homepage, or If you're on the go, just text the word SMARTER, S-M-A-R-T-E-R, to the number 44222. Remember, the greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to a friend, either live or online. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us an awesome review and subscribe on iTunes because that helps boost the algorithm that helps us move up the iTunes rankings and helps more people discover the science of success. Don't forget, if you want to get all the incredible information we talk about in the show, links, transcripts, everything we discuss, and much more, be sure to check out our show notes. You can get those at successpodcast.com. Just hit the show notes button right at the top. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode of The Science of Success. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home... Yes, cool. ...or attending one live... Goal! 
You can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.